five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Podcast on the internet. One, two, three. Uh, even though I like uh, Kid, Kid Creole and the coconuts, um, we're not going to play them. Need a background here. I was so taken by pearly shells. Uh, Don Ho and... Uh, Glenn Campbell. Pretty cool, huh? Because yesterday we ended with Glenn Campbell, Wichita Lyman, which was uh, Jimmy Webb's birthday. Ah, water. And um, so we segue from Glenn Campbell to Don Ho, who had a like nice little duo there. Don Ho, of course, um, representing the sun sign of Leo. And Glenn Campbell was talking about how he was part of a TV show called Shindig, which was on ABC back in the 60s. And he was he was a member of the house band and he played guitar and they would have all these different artists on Shindig, um, some of whom brought their own bands, some of whom, like Don Ho, uh, was a, a singer without a band. So they would have a backup band for uh, people like... Uh, Mr. Ho. Anyway, we're trying to get into the spirit, a little bit of the Aloha spirit. And um, we're going to talk about Lahaina today. I had a really interesting conversation uh, with a woman last night who has a healing center uh, on Maui. So I want to give a big shout out to Mahesh, um, who helped set that up. And I'm hoping that we can have a much longer conversation uh, about what's going on there. And she is currently off the island right now, um, but she um, she lives there, like I said, she has a healing center there. And um, she's been getting uh, boots on the ground information about uh, what's taking place. Much of it is not good. I don't think there's anything good coming out of what's what's happening there. And so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing if we can hook this up She's also going to be talking to some other people um, that she knows. This is a person who's pretty connected, right? Like she, I'll tell you one thing she shared with me. Um, she shared with me that there was a, uh, somebody she knows in the fire department and the, the body count is way off, way off. Like he, this guy found the remains, just one guy found the remains of 60 bodies and they're saying that the body count is around 100 it's going to be closer to a thousand and um 
maybe above that. And you say, well, you know, a thousand people, that's not a lot of people. In a town like Lahaina, a thousand people is a lot of people. It's, it's not a, it's not a big place. Right. And, um, yeah, we were talking last night and, um, I'm going to get into some of it. I'm, I, I'm not going to share everything that she shared with me, but um, I'll give you some of the lowlights and try to get into the a little, like the governor of Hawaii. I don't think he quite qualifies as a turtle on the fence post because he has a bit of a, a background, but it's very interesting how he got to Hawaii. So he is, his name is Josh Green, the, the governor of Hawaii. He's the governor of Hawaii. Uh, his name is Josh Green, and he defeated, I guess the 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 the, the previous governor Ige, who was just a fucking dictator when it came to COVID. This Josh Green, I think, um, worked under him, like he was, I don't know, secretary of the state or lieutenant governor or something like that. So Ige doesn't run, and this guy Josh Green runs. Josh Green is from Philadelphia. He's from Pennsylvania, and he's a he's he's an MD. He's a doctor, and uh, of course he is um, one of. The, it's amazing, right? Like the representation, and I'm not here to slam Jewish people, okay? But it's amazing the amount of representation in government that happens to be Jewish, right? If you just go through the whole Biden cabinet, it's just, just like start checking those boxes. Same thing with Trump. There's no difference really in terms of um, the religious or to some degree political affiliation, right? Like some of these people are hardcore fucking Zionists. Um, some of them are perhaps um, a little more on the Marxist stripe of things, right? Because you'll find that, you'll find, You'll, you'll find the sort of the Marxist side and you'll find the neocon side. Um, and not a lot of, you know, kind of hug in the middle, right? So this governor, and I'm not saying that he's a terrible person because he happens to be Jewish, but all of a sudden Hawaii has a Jewish governor, right? Like, why isn't there a Hawaiian governor? You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't they? And, and yeah, he married somebody who was Japanese. Oh, good. Right, you you married somebody who's Japanese and probably way more indigenous to Hawaii than you are. But why can't a Hawaii? Why can't Hawaii elect a Hawaiian governor? Uh, yeah, it's is it because they don't want to run or they're not qualified to run? Do they not have the same kind of coffers? Do they not have the same kind of ambition that uh, this Josh Green has? obviously exhibited i mean he started off doing like you know good works right like he would go out and help people kind of in the country he was sort of like you know like a country doctor doctor supposedly right um and then he decides that he's going to get involved in politics got to get involved in politics just can't help people and have a proud oh no 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 we got a bigger vision here right so if you're a Hawaiian and you're watching the show, I'm not, I'm not saying or listening to the show, I'm not saying this to uh, denigrate your, your culture or your state, but why can't you have a, a Polynesian 
or a Hawaiian governor. It, it you know, it's boggles my mind. You know, New Mexico never has a problem electing a Lujan, right? Or somebody who comes from one of the families of New Mexico. And I guess Ige might have been Hawaiian, but again, he's he's Japanese. Anyway, um, I think he defeated this woman who was Polynesian, was Hawaiian. And uh, and he's doing some he's doing some stuff, right? Like like apparently he passed this um, ordinance or this bill that basically um, indemnified any government agency that would be uh, engaged in some form of action um, with the public as it related to. Um, a disaster or an emergency. He did this before all this happened, right? It's like, oh, wasn't that interesting? Like, I mean, let's 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 just think about this for a second. And I'm going to get into Chattaria, and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to just hang out with you guys for a minute. Um, but let's just say that this guy is venal and corrupt. Let's say he's in the back pocket of the Chinese or um, the 15-minute city crowd. How could you live with yourself, right? Like if this dude was in on it, how could you live with yourself? You know, it's interesting when you look at somebody like Rudy Giuliani. Like Rudy Giuliani knows what the fuck happened in 9-11. He knows. He Absolutely and utterly knows. It was on his, you know who else knows? Donald Trump knows. They know what happened on 9-11. They know who is behind everything. And it's no coincidence that Rudy Giuliani has basically turned into a raging alcoholic. Like If you read the uh, accounts of, uh, and this is going to tie into Trump a little bit, but if you read the accounts of Rudy Giuliani um, after the election, and, you know, they're all, you know, traipsing around trying to prove the fact that the election was stolen um you'll 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 find that giuliani was smashed most of the time you know he was about four or five scotches deep into uh, some of these meetings patrick byrne talks about meeting him at a restaurant and you know he was already under the under the under the tumbler by the time he got to the uh, by the time he got to the meeting right a dinner meeting giuliani was like three or three or four double scotches um, into his time with Patrick Byrne. And it didn't stop there, right? So this is what happens when you carry around secrets like that. They eat away at your soul and you people numb themselves because of what they know. And I don't know what Trump, you know, Trump knows, you know, when he basically talked about the, the dancing Arabs, he, he knew exactly what he was talking about. He was talking about he's talking about the dancing Israelis, but he was not going to call them the dancing Israelis, the dancing Arabs. And to me, that's and I, like even with Trump, like how does Trump live with it? He knew Larry Silverstein. He's still Larry Silverstein is still alive, and he always talked about how Larry Silverstein was a good friend of his. 
Trump was in the middle of Manhattan fucking real estate, right? Like there was an auction for um, the Twin Towers and all and the other buildings that were connected to it. And you guys know the story. Larry Silverstein got into a bidding war with his brother-in-law and his brother-in-law fucking hated him. They used to be business partners and they had a falling out and it was not a good falling out. And the falling outs are generally never good, but they had a big falling out. And just at the, like about a month and a half before Silverstein closed the deal, the brother pulled out of the bidding and not long after that, he died. I mean, like really high strange around the whole thing. And Silverstein came in and what is, I think he, I think he closes the deal either late July or early August. And by September 11th, this thing is, you know, it's, it's powder. Right. And so there's some interesting corollaries between Lahaina and uh, the Twin Towers. The Twin Towers, since when do you see buildings just evaporating into piles of dust? And how many times have we seen structures like the Twin Towers catch on fire? And no, it's not going to be the temperature of the airline fuel and how it just automatically goes into this one area in both fucking buildings, right? Like maybe one that it has to do all these different things to kind of get into the infrastructure, the veins of the building, and then catch fire. And then because of that, it starts this, you know, massive sort of um, descent of the flaming wall of the Twin Tower. But both buildings, it happens with both buildings. And we haven't even talked about Building 7, Pullet, the famous Pullet, right? Pullet. Larry Silverstein is on record. Pull it. It was wired. It was wired with explosives. My feeling is, and I've never really uh, made this connection before. Now, we're going to talk about Trump and, and the Trump charges. Um. Uh, the Georgia stuff is probably the most dangerous, right? Like the way that they wired this thing up, all he has to do is be found is to be found guilty on two charges. And that's it. That's it, right? Two charges. He's got to show up next week. I mean, literally, he's got to show up. He's got to have a mugshot. And man, I mean, things are getting hot. Things are getting, you know, I haven't played that viral tune, the rich men north of Richmond, right? So you got, you've got this kind of underlying sentiment with the working class people, the people of the South, right? Like it is, it is definitely bubbling up. And every time, level more charges at trump he becomes he's like a black hole in that regard he'll become more powerful like do they really not understand what they're doing whether you like trump or not every time this happens he becomes more popular 
he becomes more powerful because people see him as being deeply persecuted and in a lot of ways he is but but i'm going to tell you right i'm going to tell you that carrying around the burden of 9-11 leads to shit like this he doesn't drink he doesn't do drugs he he does big macs and quarter pounders with cheese and he does a shit ton of diet coke i don't know if he drinks anything else besides diet coke and eats mcdonald's he's got the worst fucking diet if he has a steak it's like well done <laughs> it's like Trump's diet is strange, right? Just a strange diet. But you know, give him some credit. I mean, you know, he actually came out and talked about um Hawaii. And of course, what does Joe Biden say? Not a fucking word. And then he and he gives his condolences. Oh yeah, I'm gonna make sure everybody seven hundred dollars. Are you fucking kidding me? Everybody in Hawaii is gonna get seven hundred dollars. Do you know $700 buys in Hawaii? Jack shit. It's an expensive place. Now, if you're local, you know, you figure out where the bargains are. And sometimes there's two layers of charges, right? You've got the local charge and you've got the, you know, the, uh, the visitor charge. And this happens in places like that. So you can learn how to get by. Um, I was talking with this uh, person yesterday. Hawaii has three growing seasons. Maui has three growing seasons. It is rich. It is a jewel. The water supply is contaminated now. Prior to that, they had pristine waters, right? This is a this is a really special place, right? So even if you wanted to grow and live off the grid, you could do it. You could have some chickens. You could, you know growth three three seasons out of the year you know fruit vegetables so if you lived there you could kind of wire your life up so you didn't really have to pay enormous prices think of the think of the haul from your garden be significant you know and i have a trump in a lay uh on the uh thumbnail and you know he he at least went there and guess what happened? There were protests against Trump. Why? This, this whole, like, Trump derangement syndrome has really fucked with the country. And as a result, has really fucked with the world. And is, is he, you know, does he walk on water? Absolutely not, right? But if you look at other presidents, and they're all self-interested, by the way, and I have some issues with Trump and what happened, especially during COVID. He let BlackRock into the government. It's like, please, I know you love the really, really, really big, big, beautiful corporations, but come on, that was like a, a bridge too far. But but they're all self-interested. And, and again, I'd never... Trump has been doing business with people from all stripes of life for years, years. And the only people that have ever accused him of racism was that dingbat dipshit Omarosa, whom he should never have kept around. She's fucking batshit crazy. And then the other guy that won The Apprentice who kind of hinted at, you know, 
but other than Trump has been working with people, Trump gave more money to the historical black colleges and universities than any other president. Right. Like it, it you know, so-called black employment was way up with Trump. Like it was like that, that was a group of people that were actually prospering under Trump. You know, I people who say, well, he's a, a white supremacist. Where? I've never seen it. There's one thing he cares about and one color. There's only one color he cares about, and that's green. And it doesn't matter what color skin you have as long as he can make some money, right? He also is probably the most gay fucking friendly president. Uh, besides Obama uh, that I've seen, he's, you know, got all these log cabin Republican events at Mar-a-Lago, right? I mean, Trump is like super queer friendly. He, he, you know, he loves Caitlyn Jenner. Like, so even all this other stuff, like, oh, he's a homophobe. He's a homophobe. He's a trans. No, he's not. You know, in fact, I think I wish he'd had some some better boundaries in, 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 the, in that area, actually, right? I mean, this is a guy whose mentor was Roy fucking Cohn. You know, he's learned from the best and the worst and the worst of the best. Liberace was one of his spiritual teachers. I mean, look at where he lives, right? All these things that they say about him are not true. They're not true. Where else? What else? Is he, uh, is he a warmonger? No. No, did did he did he uh, look out for Israel's best interests in northern Syria? Of course he did. Of course he did. He knew he knew where the bread is buttered, right? It, was he one of Israel's best presidents? Undoubtedly, he he moved the moved the embassy to Jerusalem, right? So what? what I mean, what else? What else is he being accused of? Misogyny. Well, his little little thing, yeah, I just grab him by the pussy. You know, look, Pockets of the Future did a big piece on RFK2. And um, he got into RFK2's uh, sex life. And, you know, he's just a horn dog. I mean, he was so much of a horn dog that his wife prior to Cheryl Hines killed herself which i look i think that's huge i think that's the really really uh massive dark spot on his son right like like and he says that he had all these addiction problems and that his relationship with carl young or at least young's work has helped him through where he talks about archetypes and all this other stuff. And then maybe, maybe he got it right. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because people, men in power, men in power are generally going to shoot their seed around. And I'm not making excuses for them, but this is kind of how life on earth has been for a very long fucking time whether it's um, 
kings or heads of state or athletes. It's it comes with the territory. Pardon the pun. But that's what happens. And rare is the man who has access to that power and can channel it in a way where it's not going to be smirch his reputation and ruin people's lives. You know, I uh, I went through a period of my life where um, I, I was kind of that guy. It was back in my 30s. And, I, it, it, you know, I'm not really proud of some of the things that went down during that time. But I can tell you when a person gets into a space like that, like there's there's this kind of uh, rhythm and um, frequency that kind of takes over. And it almost has a life of its own in some ways. I mean, that was my, that was my experience with it. Um, and then eventually for me, it was like, I just kind of got tired of it. And not only did I get tired of it, but I also had the realization that there were some casualties along the way. And eventually those casualties caught up with me. Right. And this is what happens. So I don't think that he's alone in, I'm talking RFK in his dance with power and sex. His father did it. His uncle did it. And I could go through, remember Gary Condit? He was a, a congressman from California and uh, had an affair with his uh, intern one of missing and dead, right? I mean, that's just another, he's a small fry. He's a small fry. And that it is ubiquitous in that world. So to think that, you know, Trump is, you know, to some degree virtuous and, be, and beyond something like that, you people are naive. It comes with the territory. You Again, rare is the person of power who doesn't abuse the power, who doesn't um, take the gift of the flesh that other people offer up. It's very, very challenging, right? And there's something, you know, Kevin Samuel, who talked about, um, you know, high-quality men. And he said, high-quality men cheat why it's because they're high quality they're in demand right they're in demand and they are by nature not monogamous now i don't know if i necessarily agree with that because you can be put into very compromising positions and the next thing you know you're at a party and uh you you know somebody catches your eye and you think that they're you know, of legal age and tender and the next thing you know, you find out that you've just, you know, slept with a 16-year-old, right? And you're fucked. So it puts people in very compromising positions. Super com and I and can you complete the circuit with power so that you as an individual are connected to another person and aren't compromised and can 
live a life of like really high worldly power and not get sucked into that circuit because most people get sucked into the circuit. So when it happens, I'm not surprised at all. I'm more surprised when it doesn't happen. Right? Like Obama. Obama had his version of it. Are you kidding me? By the way, there's a lot of uh, content coming out now that uh, is basically saying Obama's gay. Right? Like he's coming out. He's... uh, Oh, have we talked about um, Tarif Campbell in the last week or so? No. No, memory hold. Mainstream media like reported it and zipped up, right? I haven't even talked about it in a week. Anyway, let's uh, hang out with you. Good old uh, Chataria. Let's see who's here. Let's see what's happening. Uh, there's my man, Miguelito, DJ James, Michael Tomas is here. Ryan, Ryan's been gracing us with his presence. Must be too hot to, to uh, be out now. Woodshed. Leela LMM is here. What's going on, Leela? Hanging in laundry. Mary Lee made it. This is getting up at seven is for the birds, but have to. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you made it. I get up at six, 630. This morning was tough. It was tough. I didn't get to sleep till about 1.30 last night. Not because I didn't have a problem sleeping. Once I hit the pillows, it was pretty much boom, boom, echo the lights. But um, I just got the bed late. Hucklebuck, what's happening, Huck? Evangeline, haven't quite made it to the beach yet, so pop in for a sec. Evangeline, looking for another birthday song. Happy birthday, Evangeline. CC Jones, what's going on, friend? Uh, there is Janine. Janine, I, I think I need to get back to you on a transaction. Hit me a text today. Uh, Rocky, haven't seen Rocky or Kabuki Theater. What's going on, Bo? Uh, you knew I was going to do Madonna today? Well, she's the, I mean, come on. She's a Virgo rising, and she's known for, you know, her song, Like a Virgin. I mean, I had to. I had to go there with Madonna. I mean, Donna's interesting. Or she was interesting. She's less interesting now. She's probably tired around. Uh, Kelly B, what's happening, Kelly? Great song. Thanks, Hangin'. Don, Don Ho and Glenn Campbell. Giants. All the Maui talk has been missing Kawhi today. We had a lot of blowback from this evil. I agree. I agree, Lila. Um, I like Don Dono. It's cool, man. He's like the Hawaiian Elvis. He's just, I fell in love with you, Glenn. <laughs> no, you know, I just knew you were going to be a big star. Apparently, Don Ho did not have a good end, though. Who had a good end? Endings, man. In this lifetime? Shit. You know, I'll just bring up, um, God bless her soul, Irene, um, who just passed away. And I think, you know, we found out that um, she was um, not doing well a couple months ago. 
and uh, they found a tumor at the bottom of her uh, occipital lobe. And I have to say, her her um, transition from everything that her son Frank told me, and you know, and I did speak with Irene. The last time I spoke with her was uh, in New Mexico, and uh, we were on our way to uh, Truth or Consequences. And we had Frank and Irene on the phone and she sounded delightful. And, you know, she of course knew who I was and, and, uh, you know, we had a nice chat. It was a very nice chat. And that was the last time I spoke with her. And I think from everything that Frank shared with me, she did have a good transition, but that's not always the case for people. Sometimes ends are ugly. Um, let's see who else we have past lives is here. What's happening. Crossfire cat. More. More. <laughs> NYC. What's going on? Good to see you. Harriet Bowie. I love it. Harriet Boo 7. I like that. Hey, hey, hey. Nicholas Grimman House. All sound good, but video not coming through on Rumble. Oh. All right. It's not one thing, it's another. Don Ho and Glenn Campbell feel like a kid again. Yes. Simpler times, much simpler times. Is the feed choppy? No, it's probably me. It's choppy. Yeah. I got to get a new computer or something, man. I have country internet too. It sucks. Sucks. Lynn is checking in from Panama. The weather just went weird. Rain on day summer the next. I guess the rumors of drought can be true. She's the queen of the Illuminati, but I always got a kick that me and Madonna have the same birthday. You also have a birthday with Kathy Lee Gifford. <laughs> there may be more of a connection between Kathy Lee Gifford and Madonna than we think. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not going there. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Any word on baby Aurora's arrival? Oh, is that going to be her name? Aurora? Aurora. Is it going to be Aurora Palmer? Aurora Palmer. Let me think about that name. Aurora Palmer. Okay. Aurora Palmer. If, if I had the last name Palmer and I had a daughter, and she was going to be a Leo. I'd name her Kitty. Kitty Palmer. What do you think of that name? Kitty Palmer. Kitty's a cool name. Kitty is an underrated name. Remember Miss Kitty from Gunsmoke? Kitty Palmer. What year was this? Looks like 66, maybe. Uh, no, it was after that, 70s. I think it's probably like maybe uh, 69, 70. They were still in labor a few hours ago. Don Ho's voice sounds so much like Dean Martin. I think that's intentional. Uh, Bo says, uh, my parents had a good in that time. Yes, they did. Double K, Catherine Kramer is here. What's happening? Hey, did we have a Wendy? Um, Wendy Siding in chat on uh, Astro. Lisa W's here. Janet Lairs. Hey, Janet. I wonder if Mac Davis did any Hawaiian songs. 
Uh, Mac Davis is an interesting character. Lori Camacho. What's happening, Lori? I saw Don Ho many times in Hawaii. He always had a good show. He was a showman. He was definitely a showman. It's looking to me like this has been planned for a while. I would say so. So getting back to that governor, let's say you're in on it. How the fuck do you live with yourself? Right? Sorry, but I never got into the 60s and 70s fashion. They're definitely different, though. Right? 60s is flower power, paisley. Uh, 70s is different. 70s is leisure suits. There are more earth tones in the 70s. Burnt orange, brown, tan, gold, that kind of muted lime green. Those are all 70s colors. Uh, Biden going to sell you $700. Isn't he just a generous human? Generous human. Last count, 1,300 still missing. Another member of the tribe. Yeah, exactly. Where's the diversity that the tribe is always beating us over the head? That's a good question. It's a good question. You guys are on. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, <clears throat> just stating the facts. You look at Trump's cabinet. You look at Biden's cabinet. They're the same fucking cabinet. They just have different, um, different goals and affiliations, but sometimes they cross over enough handshakes and it's like why can't hawaii have you know a, a native governor well we got a we got a texan governor here that doesn't always mean that you're going to get uh the right representation let's put it let's put it that way have you seen what gavin newsom is up to gavin newsom is dangerous okay he's a dangerous dangerous person and do not underestimate gavin newsom do not underestimate him he's out there basically saying he wants to do amendments to the constitution if gavin newsom becomes president we are in for a shit storm Right. We're in for a shitstorm. If Gavin Newsom becomes vice president and becomes a Kamala whisperer, we're in for a shitstorm. Do not underestimate this man. He is he's the Patrick Bateman of politics. And if you know what I, you know Patrick Bateman is, American Psycho, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So he's out there pounding his fist. We need to, we need to amend the constitution. He's gonna, he's gonna get rid of the Second Amendment. Gavin Newsom has no conscience. He has no conscience whatsoever. None. And that by definition is a sociopath. Sociopaths have no conscience. And I've talked about the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath before. Psychopaths actually have a conscience. They have a conscience. They have a, they have a conscience. Um, 
psychopaths will do something and then they will go into these like hysterical states of regret but then they'll do it again right so they have this weird relationship with the thing that they sociopaths don't they just rationalize everything and that's that's what newsom is he's a total sociopath hunter biden's a sociopath biden has no conscience the difference between gavin newsom and um hunter biden is that um gavin newsom can control the sociopathology hunter biden can't so he is on the horizon and god forbid he gets anywhere near the white house because uh, we're we're if you think things are hot now just wait just wait all right let's talk about some of the updates i got from uh, my new friend um, who lives in maui currently in oregon and heading back to maui back next week so the locals First of all, the Red Cross and uh, FEMA have taken over Lahaina. We all know that, right? Now, there are some people who are running their own kind of independent shelters and, um, you know, local outreach in terms of um, place to sleep, clothes, food, right? But, you know, they don't have the space and the resources. Now, the Red Cross has commandeered, I think, the largest places in town. And uh, there were a bunch of locals who made food, right? They made food for people that didn't have any food or didn't have any place to go. And they took it to where the Red Cross was. And the Red Cross dumped it. They dumped the food. There's probably some killer, like, you know, spam and rice and pineapple and who knows what else. I like Hawaiian food. Mac macaroni and cheese salad or mac macaroni salad. I love that shit. This is gone. Threw it away. Why it wasn't prepared in a restaurant where they have all the sanitary standards? Are you fucking kidding me? Like they, they just got rid of the food. They didn't even give it back to them and say, look, we can't take this. Here, you take it. You eat it. Maybe there's another place down the road that you can give it to people. We can't take it. You're not just threw it away. Threw it away. And now there's roadblocks that keep people from leaving Lahaina. So um, there's a restaurant that I ate at there a long time ago called the Chart House. And, um, yeah, we had one of those Hawaiian dinners and luau show and what you do in Hawaii. And apparently there's a roadblock just outside of the, the Chart House there. And there's a kind of an older guy. He's trying to walk out of Lahaina. They didn't let him. So you can't get in and you can't get out. This place is, it, 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 it is uh, yellow taped. Let's put it that way. And um, my new friend also told me that it looks like Maui's beautiful water supply is not contaminated. Right, like it's so now you're dealing with contaminated water, and we we both agree on what we think is 
um, going on there. Now, the governor has said that he is going to push back on people trying to buy the property. Well, you know, he'll say that, but whether or not that actually happens is a whole other story. It's a whole other story. And um, I'm really looking forward to getting some more updates from her because I'm, uh, you know, I feel, I feel like that this is, you know, and we talked about it. It's like, you know, is this the Rubicon? Is this what wakes people up? And I think it is. I, I think it is. And I talked about this yesterday. You have Royce White running around with, um, you know, the DEW on the side of its head. That's getting attention. This is totally getting attention. The challenge with our lives is that in two weeks, we'll have another event or something else, right? So when I was talking about Tafari Campbell, and I'm not saying that they did this so that we wouldn't be talking about Tafari Campbell, but we're not talking about Tafari Campbell anymore. We're not talking about Africa anymore, right? We're not talking about, you know, the, 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 the crazy... Uh, you know, battle hag, Victoria Newland, and her deals with Nigerians and and you know that's all kind of backburnered, memory hold for now, until it rises up again because we're talking about this, and it's always good to be able to go back and remember where we've been. We were, I mean, I spent all last week talking about Africa, and what they're trying to do there and some of the history around it. Right. And the prior week we were talking about Tafari Campbell and how it fucked with the timeline, which I still believe by the way. And now we're talking about Maui. And I, I don't always like to run around and just react to the latest uh, news, but these things are big, right? This is a big thing. If our suspicions and our instincts and our hunches are on the money, you know, this is the end of this, you know, tiny little quaint, you know, tourist village town is never coming back. Never coming back. Now the insurance companies are pushing back on the payouts. That's another part of the story. Oh, we'll give you half. Really? Insurance companies are becoming really problematic. I'll tell you what's going to happen. They are going to basically put an end to private insurance. The only way you're going to be able to get insurance is if you're within the boundaries of one of their 15-minute cities. That's how this thing is going to work. If you're outside the boundary of a 15-minute city, you're not going to get insurance. So if something like a fire, which is now being attributed to global warming, hits you, sorry, you weren't covered. But if you lived in that um, 150 by 150 apartment or that 50 by 50 apartment, probably 50 by 50, some of these places 
shit, it might be 20 by 20. But if you lived in there, well, yeah. The insurance comes with your space. But you don't know anything anyway, so why do you need insurance? Oh, you see where that went? Yeah, if you own nothing, then why do people need insurance? And you have all these insurance companies that won't insure homes in California. It's happening, right? They're pulling out of California. They're de-incentivizing ownership. Insurance companies will still be around. They'll insure corporations, right? They'll insure certain things. But why would you need insurance if you don't own anything? You have nothing to insure. So this is going to be a much bigger story as time moves on, right? Is you're going to see the insurance industry circle the drain. So what else is going to happen? Do you know how many people the insurance industry employs? A lot. So they don't have a lot of items like homes or cars to insure. Oh, yeah. You're going to own a car? Probably not. In the Klaus Schwab world, somebody else owns that car. And if you're really good and your social credit score is, uh, you know, thick, right? You got a good, you might be able to use a car for a week. Yeah. Hey, you get to use this electric car. But you're only good for about 150 miles. You charge in one direction and you charge in the other direction. That's it. That's what you got. Enjoy it. It's not your car. Something happens to it. Well, you don't have to worry about it. Right? You don't have to worry about making a payment. You don't have to worry about making uh, um, the repairs. Because you don't own it. So they're going to de-incentivize insurance. And again, you're going to have a bunch of people out of, out of work because there's a ton of people in the insurance business. Now there's medical insurance, which is different. Those people will stick around. They'll always have some kind of administration for medical insurance because of course in that world, like the medical world becomes Titanic, you know, everything will probably run through the medical world and you know, tracking your shots and all, all the other stuff that goes along with you know, the internet of things and your body and what you put into it and all this other, you know, garbage, right? So those people will still be around. But, um, yeah, so we got some problems in Hawaii now. And we've seen this before. I mean, again, I lived in San Diego. We had this, the second largest fire in the, in the history of the state of California happened when I lived in San Diego. And the places in East San Diego, there, there, were, there were actually three fires going on. At that time, um, there was one in um, Simi Valley, big fire in the Simi Valley. Then there's another kind of northeast of San Diego in Alpine, this area called Alpine, huge fire. And coming all the way down to like Escondido, where I lived. And then there was another fire in East San Diego. And um, that fire moved up from East San and then came in and actually was like jumping the fucking freeway and threatening the Miramar um, uh, Naval Station there, right? Where they have planes, like the Navy planes that fly out of Miramar. Crazy fire. Those people in East San Diego got maybe 75 cents on the dollar for their, um, their insured properties. 
which meant that they were not going to be able to rebuild their places. Right? Wasn't going to happen. And I remember this is now we're getting into some past conspiracy, right? But apparently Blackwater wanted to start. Remember Blackwater became a Z or Zay, the XE. Blackwater wanted to start a training center out in that Eastern San Diego area. And the people said, no, they, they basically voted it out. And guess what happened? They have massive. Now I'm not saying the two are connected, but it's kind of interesting that they didn't allow Blackwater to set up their, um, their training center. And then eh, there's a crazy fire that goes on out there. And you know who was okay out there? The people that had their own fucking fire department. Yeah. There are people that actually paid for their own fire department. They were okay. The other people, not so much. And their insurance failed them. Right. And that's kind of a, a common theme with insurance. I mean, you, you know, you're ultimately going to wind up underinsured for most things. And I think moving forward, that's going to be what happens. Insurance will, will, will insurance will go the way of the steam engine car. Okay. Um, let's get into this Trump stuff. Okay. Um, so it's not just Trump, but his 18 allies. They've all been indicted. All right, let's go into Politico. So let's take a look at the person who Trump is being indicted by. Her name is Fanny Willis. Fanny Willis. Let's take a look at Fanny. Take a load off Fanny. Take a load for free. Fanny Taifa Willis. Let's go to her Wikipedia page here. Born in 1971. Is an American attorney. She's the district attorney of Fulton County, Georgia, which contains most of Atlanta. She's the first woman to hold the office. She is known for successfully using Georgia's RICO statute to prosecute non-mobsters and is currently using the same statute to prosecute former President Donald Trump and 18 alleged co-conspirators. Willis was born in Inglewood, California. Her father was a member of the Black Panthers and a criminal defense attorney. When Willis was in the first grade, her family moved to Washington, D.C. Her parents divorced, and her mother eventually moved back to California. Willis mostly stayed with her father. Willis studied political science at Howard University, graduating cum laude in 1993, then moved to Atlanta to attend Emory University. Graduating in 1996 with a Juris Doctor, she spent 16 years as a prosecutor in the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. The most prominent case 
was a prosecution of the Atlanta public schools cheating scandal. In 2018, she went into private practice. That year, she ran for a seat on the Fulton County Superior Court and lost. Willis became chief municipal judge for South Fulton, Georgia. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Boy, this is a this is a real um, heavy duty case. Willis, an assistant attorney, district attorney at the time, served as lead prosecutor in 2014 to 2015, trial of 12 educators accused of correcting answers entered by students to inflate the scores of state administered standardized tests. 11 to 12 were convicted of racketeering under Georgia's RICO statute. So Georgia has unique laws, which is why they've gone after Trump in Georgia. And there are some, so if Trump is convicted of two, just takes two of these indictments, everything else are like dominoes, right? And the thing about Georgia, apparently, is that um, he cannot be um, exonerated, right? Like somebody, somebody can't give him a pardon. Like there are serious hooks at a state level for Georgia. Like you literally have to be out of prison for five years. And then you have to go through like a, a board parolee um, series of votes. And people like Brad Raffensperger, who we know does not like Trump, is like he would be somebody who'd be on board. So they basically line this thing up so that Georgia is, they're going to try to make Georgia the gauntlet for Trump that they're all just going to beat down on him so that by the time he's done with this, there's no way that he's going to be able to extricate himself from the charges, right? Uh, on the day she took the Georgia bar exam, Willis met Fred Willis, who was working an extra job as a videographer. They married in 1996, had two daughters together, a couple divorced in 2005. In May 2022, Willis's office indicted Young Thug of 56 counts of gang-related crimes under Georgia's RICO statute. So th they have found a way to go after people through this RICO thing in Georgia. So somebody probably gave her the keys to that. They're just, look, we're going to show you how this thing works and how you can use it to your political advantage. Um, so possession of illicit firearms and drugs were allegedly discovered after a search warrant was executed. The rapper has been held in Cobb County Jail since his arrest. So she went after Young Thug. All right, let's just read this. On February 10th, 2021, Willis launched a criminal investigation to Donald Trump's attempts to influence the Georgia election officials, including the governor, the attorney general, and the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, via telephone call. He basically said, hey, look, you know, buy me some more votes. That's what he said. Buy me some more votes. Basically, like, get your fucking ass 
in year and uncover the votes that are actually there for me versus the ones that are there for Biden. Now, keep in mind, the daughter of Brian Kemp, who was the governor of Georgia at the time, the daughter, his daughter, her boyfriend was murdered. Okay. Do you remember that? Brian Kemp's daughter's boyfriend was murdered. Do you think that they were sending a message to Brian Kemp? Oh, I think they were. And Brian Kemp was one of the few governors that stood up to Trump and said, no, we're not locking down the state. And Trump got into a pissy match with Brian Kemp. Brian and and they're all I, I'll never forget this. There are all these people on Twitter, and they were just absolutely roasting Brian Kemp. And I'm not here to defend Brian Kemp. You know, I don't know the full historical record of Brian Kemp, but I do know that he was going to keep Georgia open. And all these people were, oh, my God, I can't wait. It's going to be a plague. All these people, yeah, really? How'd that go? How'd that, all these people were wringing their hands that Georgia was just going to turn into, you know, night of the living dead. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. And Trump does not like being stood up to. Brian Kemp said no. You know, and the weird thing, right, is like Trump basically said, well, we'll let the states handle their own business. Well, you let them handle their own business. And the guy said, we're going to keep it open. So what's the big fucking deal? Right? Every other state kind of buckled to some degree. Kemp didn't. So he and Kemp crossed swords. And I don't know what he said privately to Kemp, because you know that there are lines of communication going back and forth. But Kemp is also compromised. All right, let's keep going here. In January 2022, she requested a special grand jury to consider charges of election interference by Trump and his allies. In May, 20, May a 26-member special grand jury was given investigative authority and subpoena power and tasked submitting a report to the judge and Willis on whether a crime was committed. Have you met some people from the grand jury? Remember that fruit loop that was on there? Will sent target letters to people she's investigating related to the fake elections plot, the fake electors plot. These include two Republican official state Senator Brandon Beach and Schaefer, chairman of the Georgia Republican Party, and 16 people who falsely presented themselves as electors. She also sent a large a target letter to state Senator Jones, but then a judge said she could not target Jones due to a conflict of interest. Oh, I wonder what that is. After hearing from 75 witnesses, including former U.S. Senator Kenny Loeffler, uh, former White House counsel Pat Chapalone, and possibly Sidney Powell, the special grand jury completed its work and was dissolved on January 9, 2023. On February 19th, following a judge's order, parts of the report were released. The judge did not permit the release of recommendations for possible charges, intending to preserve the due process for anyone who might be indicted later. Several days later, the four-person of the grand jury hinted that the recommendations were not some giant plot twist and that no one would be surprised. On April 24th, 2023, Willis announced she would announce decisions to charge Trump and his associates during the Georgia Superior Court's fourth term, perhaps as soon as July or August 23. And that's what's happened. August 14th, 
So let's um let's go into the indictment. Okay. So these are the people that are, are that have been indicted. Now here's what they're gonna try to do. They're gonna try to get these people, right, to flip on Trump. And a grand jury means you have to show up. If you don't show up, guess what happens? You go to jail. So we've got Trump, right? These are all of the charges. Violation of the Georgia RICO Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act. They're going to use that as the umbrella. And underneath the solicitation of violation of vote by public officer, false statements and writings, false statements and writings, solicitation. So these are all part of what's going on here, right? Personally, a public officer. So what's interesting is that these are connected to um, the various individuals. So you got Rudy Giuliani, Trump passed counts 1, 5, 9, 11, 13, 15, 17, 19, 27 through 29, and 38 and 39. Right, so there are all these counts. They go all the way down here. Okay. So here's who you've got. So it's not just Trump. It's Rudy Giuliani, uh, John Charles Eastman, Mark Meadows, Kenneth John uh, Chesborough, uh, Jeffrey Bosser, Clark, Jenna Ellis, the lawyer, right? Ray Stalling Smith III. Robert David Cheely, Michael Lay Roman, David James Schaefer, Sean Mika, Tresher Still, Stephen Cliffgard Lee, Harrison, Harrison William Prescott Floyd, Trevian C. Cootie, Sidney Catherine Powell, Kathleen Austin Latham, Scott Graham Hall, Misty Hampton, also known as Emily Misty Hayes. And these are all the charges. Conspiracy to commit computer theft. Conspiracy, computer invasion, privacy. So, so, so this is all looking at the computer shit, right? Trying to find whether or not that there was any tampering, false statements and writings, filing false documents. So they're going to have to go through every single one of these charges with all of these people. All these people are going to have to appear they're all going to have to be arraigned. And it's not, it's not Trump, right? I mean, obviously, you know, their wet dream is to get him to sit down with the judge. He can just say, he can take the fifth. This is what all these people should do, by the way. They should all take the fifth. That's what I would do. I just take the fifth. I take the fifth. Just take the fifth. You don't have to, you do not have to testify to incriminate yourself. But all they have to do is, is incentivize one of these people or two of these people or three of these people to break ranks and then to bring more evidence 
well, I didn't believe in it. Like Jenna Ellis, right? how much do you trust Jenna Ellis? You know, Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell do not get along. So it's not just Trump here. It's these other dominoes. And if these other dominoes fall and indict Trump even further, like if this was just Trump, he'd probably, you know, have his legal team and lock this thing down and figure it out, right? But it's not just him. So this is this is troubling. And whether or not, like really, how many people are really, really, really motivated by true justice? It's a fucking lie, right? If people were truly made of by motivated by true justice, we'd have huge cases, and we'd be looking at things like war crimes or what happened from 2020 to 2022 when people were being coerced and forced to do something against their will, right? Where are the trials for that? They're not happening. So that tells you this has nothing to do with justice, real justice, where real crimes against humanity are committed. It's a hit job. Everybody knows it, right? But this is a dangerous hit job. And... Just like I think what's happening here with Maui, with, you know, what I think many believe to be directed energy weapons, and it being a tipping point, it being a Rubicon, I think the same thing is going to happen here in Georgia. With this, the other stuff, like the Jack Smith stuff, the New York stuff, it's all bullshit. Even this is bullshit. The, The challenge here with Trump is that they were making an effort to prove that the election had been stolen and hijacked, which I believe it was. I believe, I'll put my quotes, I believe it was. The challenge is that they didn't go all the way, right? That was the, so when you go into that octagon, you better fucking win. Because if you don't win, this is what happens. And they're going to make an example of him so that nobody ever, ever, ever questions anything again. Oh, you'd like to question the election? Remember what happened to him? Just shut up. Just shut up and watch the results and live with it. This is the message. I always found it fascinating that the one guy who had been Trump's fixer for a very long time, the one guy who probably could have done some damage, at least because of his connections, Trump did not use or employ. And I'm talking about Alan Dershowitz, who, by the way, was just on with Kim Iverson. And that was interesting, right? Look, Dershowitz, Dershowitz knows where the bodies are buried. Dershowitz has the videos. You know what I'm talking about? Talking about Little Islands? Little Islands? 
little uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, little uh, little Epstein. Oh yeah, he's got the videos. Alan Dershowitz could have come in and said, "We got this. We got this. We got this." Better flip that election. But by that time, Jeffrey Epstein had been dispatched and Ghislaine Maxwell was on ice. And they had uh, basically uh, cleaned up the crime scene, right? Under the rug. Trump, by the way, has some culpability here. He has some culpability. Because I believe that Trump knew what was going on there. Now, whether or not, you know, the most outrageous claims is that um, Trump actually wound up uh, not just having sex with a minor, but the most outrageous claim is that he killed her. Okay, so that's been floating around the internet. That's the most outrageous claim. The, the, the least outrageous claim would be that he was, you know, banging teenage girls through Epstein. Right. So th that's an, the kind of, so there's that, right. But let's say Trump didn't do that. Let's say he, um, I don't think there's any record of him going to Epstein Island, but they, he knew Jeffrey Epstein for sure. There are parties together, right. Um, Epstein's come out to Mar-a-Lago. He screwed Jeffrey Epstein out of a house that Jeffrey Epstein wanted to buy. So they knew each other. They had a bit of a rivalry. Um, I don't think there's any record of Trump actually going to the island. Okay, so that's let's put that out there. Um, so this does fall on Trump, though, because he, if if he was in the clear with the Epstein stuff, he should have used that. That should have been his political insurance so that this shit didn't happen, right? Like, that should have been his political insurance. And I don't know why um, a lot of these politicians, you know, have been allowed to just completely run their game, right? And some people, well, they're dead or this or that. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. Adam Schiff is Adam Schiff, right? Um, so he does have some culpability with this. This is a dirty game these people are playing. And I know that Trump has played kind of high-stakes poker in the construction game, but this is a whole different animal. This is a whole different beast. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And they were smart, right? Like, the, the you know, the dumbass in New York just indicted Trump. Jack Smith just indicted Trump. Not Georgia. They got the whole team. And they're just going to work these people until they crack, you know, like an egg. And when they crack, they'll make up all kinds of shit to save their ass so they don't go to jail. This is, this is not a good situation. And I think it is highly flammable. Do I think Trump was wrong? No, I don't think he was wrong. I think he knew he was screwed and he knew that there were certain states and he was trying to find out one of the one of the people 
in Georgia who actually found voter irregularities, she's in jail now. Like she is going to be put on ice. We'll look at that tomorrow. They are doing everything in their power, right, to ba- to basically have um, a kangaroo court here. It's going to be a real dog and pony show. All right. Um, what do we got? I'll be on with uh, Dr. Longo tonight over on Old World Florida. We'll be talking the Leo New Moon and a bunch of other stuff. And what else? Oh, yeah. Um, True Him Science. Your absolute go-to place for all products hemp-related. So whether it's the water solubles, um, the alcohol infused, the spagyrics, uh, the gummies for sleep at night, the gummies for your daytime to kind of help you cruise through the day, right? That's your place. They're specially crafted, organically sourced. And all you got to do is go there, trimscience.com, spend $100. Type in one five M I N S and you will get free product shipped with your free shipped with your product, which is always good. Hundred fifty dollars or more gives you free shipping, and there's always a thirty day money back guarantee. Well, that's it for now. Thank you all for being here. This is Robert Phoenix, and you've been listening to Fifteen Minutes of Flame. Chataria, take care. Much love to you all, and use your head to discern what's real. Your heart. This joke was possible. Bye for now.
when you buy a hundred dollars a product or more and you'll get free product. Think about that. $150 gives you free shipping. And there's always a 30 day money back guarantee. Truehampscience.com, the one and only sponsor of this show. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. The special guest. You see, I didn't tell you who the guest is. I know who the guest is. And you'll find out tomorrow. And we're going to break down RFK on Jimmy Dore. It'll be fun. All right. Use your head in order to discern what's real. Your heart, two set what's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. And uh, take good care. Chatari, you're the best. Bye.